This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, and Nate Klaus trying to play psychiatrist here for all of our listeners as we're all in the same spot. We're disappointed, at least at this point on Wednesday, there's going to be no Big Ten football. And the consolation prize, we thought it was 20 hours a week. I think now it's going to be a 12-hour-a-week schedule uh, with light practices, film time, and lifting sessions. Woohoo! How about that, guys? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be watching SEC and Big 12 games on Saturday and ACC games, and you guys can practice in the stadium, and um, you, but with no pads on, just helmets only, I think, at that point. So just – the whole thought process of how that's safe, but playing games is not safe. Someone needs to explain that to me. Yeah, well, clearly no one will explain it to you because <laughs> we've been luck. asking for months for any sort of explanation. Uh, it's also, I mean, that move kind of shuts down any hope of, so they do cancel fall football. Will Nebraska be able to, like, put on some spring games or something like that? Nope, can't do that because you can't even put on pads. So, uh, I mean, really, it <laughs> the way it stands right now is going to lead through a very long, cold, dark fall and winter till they, till they finally do actually try to play football yeah it's uh i mean again it's just no no answers to anything um and it if there is football um i mean i it's going to be just infuriating it for all the players that have put in so much time and effort um to 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 get to this point to try and play for all the coaches um you know i, I can't imagine what they've gone through too i mean they were, you know, probably they've been probably breaking down Purdue stuff, you know, for the for the home opener and do doing it like advanced scouting. For, then now Rutgers, yeah, and then Rutgers, <laughs> and then now nothing, and and not even knowing, you know, not even having any answers for your for your players and for their parents or anything. Um, meanwhile, Kevin Warren's kid is going to be playing in the SEC. Um, yeah, I, I just it's going to be it's going to be uh, a sight to behold. And what will be interesting, and Jeff Padrikas from um, the Milwaukee General Sentinel, who originally was the guy that reported the spring thing, and he was about two days too early. But I mean, he obviously had good information on where it was heading, um, but it didn't come out until Tuesday um, that that was going to be the plan. He's reported now this week that. Um, they're going to look at possibly a January start um, to this season, um, which to me, like, I, what's wrong with September 26th at that point? Um, and then they're going to play games in domes, uh, maybe in Indianapolis, Minneapolis, Detroit, maybe St. Louis, maybe Syracuse. Once again, what's wrong with September 26th with stadiums outdoors and 25% capacity? I just don't understand how things are going to be that much better in January than they are right now when the numbers, by the way, are as low as they've been. Like yeah. Florida had their lowest numbers this week since the beginning of June. Um, we're seeing you know, all these hot spots that were taking the headlines and led to this scare we're in. They've all gone back down again. And so it's, it's interesting that we're going to be better off in January now all of a sudden. Well, and I guess, you know, you could make the argument, look at what's happening around the country with students coming back and, you know, the big spikes going around campuses. Well, wasn't that like the whole idea behind the flexibility that Kevin Warren was praising with that schedule release that he did four days before canceling the season that you could adjust if things like that happened? 
I mean, starting September 26 or whatever, starting in October, that was still very much on the table to where you could let those things play out, get a better handle on the unknowns of what would happen during the start of the fall semester and being able to adjust accordingly. Like that was the whole premise of that schedule that they put out was you had upwards of a month of makeup time built in for teams to be able to move games around as needed. And now you're scrambling to try to play uh, a makeshift schedule beginning in January uh, where you know, you, you're right in the middle of all the, the, the six seasons and all that stuff. So let alone COVID, now you're going to peak flu season, all that stuff. It, it makes zero sense. And I mean, I just don't understand why this is the best course of action, why this is a safe course of action compared to what was already in place before you decided to shut things down for the fall. Yeah, it's well, yeah, to me, it's not. I, I mean, there's this playing spring football. I just fail to see how how that's a, a viable option right now. And and, and one thing that I've I've thought about is, you know, for all the for all the schools that are upset about this, um, you know, I, I feel like maybe there's equally as many schools in the conference that that aren't, and that those presidents or chancellors or whoever are actually protecting Kevin Warren in this whole deal. Um, and maybe those are the schools that that you know outside of the sports realm that that carry a lot of influence within the conference or something, and they're protecting him some some sort of way. I don't I don't know. Um, but I mean, and if you had influence over somebody, I mean, you would probably want to, to keep them in the in the, the power seat so that they're making decisions that you want them to make. So um, I don't know. That's one thing that's crossed my mind. You know, it doesn't matter if Ohio State and Nebraska and Michigan or whoever is upset. If uh, if you have all these other you know powers that be at these other schools that that are happy with the decisions that you're making and, and making your life uh, a little bit more comfortable because they want to keep you there. Guys, we've got now a six team that has joined the letter campaign with parents uh, to Kevin Warren. Illinois, welcome to the party, pal, is now a part of the letter campaign. And it's interesting. You got Nebraska, Iowa, Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan, and now Illinois. So we're at an eight to six here. And you know, Wisconsin has had players that have been vocal about the decision and disappointed in the decision itself. I mean, we're very close to about a seven-seven deal on this decision um, with teams that do and do not want to play. Where. I think we are maybe a Wisconsin away from stepping up to making this very interesting. Michigan too. I mean, I, obviously they have. <laughs> well, uh, Michigan's Michigan's involved. Michigan has sent a letter to. The you're point. right. You're right. You're right. So yeah, yeah, you're right. So Wisconsin, I think, is the probably the next big player in that. That uh, you know, if you get your your bell cow university, your big stadium schools, exactly the the ones that carry that influence, and you know, Wisconsin does do that to an extent. But uh, I mean, I think it's just furthering the movement of and showing the disconnect going on between the people that are actually involved with the sport and the people that are not, where they're looking at it from an academic and university standpoint compared to an athletic standpoint. And that's I think should probably, if nothing else, you know, this these letters and these protests that are going to be going on. What are they going to accomplish? I don't know. But if anything, it's just furthering making the divide. Yes. It's making the Big Ten look sillier and sillier by the day, especially as other conferences are going forward, you know, seemingly unhinged. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame people for protesting. Um, and and there's there's positive things that can come out of it. But uh, like I said, Robin, if anything, this is just kind of giving giving everybody else more fuel to to use against the Big Ten or use against uh, particular schools within the Big Ten. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Aaron Washett, Nate Klaus. Robin, I wanted to hit on a little basketball here in the last two minutes. 
Um, you were in Omaha covering an AAU tournament uh, with Greg over the weekend. Got a chance to see a lot of top local talent. Guys, Nebraska is offered. What were a few of your takeaways? Well, the big ones were Isaac Trout, uh, 2022 kid from Grand Island, uh, and then Jason Green, 2022 uh, from Miller North. Uh, both have Nebraska offers and just being able to see them again. Uh, seeing Isaac Trout for the first time in person, uh, you know, just kind of furthered what I expected, that he is an ideal fit for what Fred Hoiberg wants. And Fred Hoiberg has been in weekly, if not you know, multiple times a week, conversations with him. So Nebraska seems to be in a good spot. Jason Green, same deal. Um, you know, He's made a lot of progress just kind of developing his body a little bit. Uh, and I think he's going to be in for a very big junior year coming up here. Um, and then kind of big story uh, was just, uh, you know, I put out a tweet about Hunter Salas. You know, he was wearing a Nebraska basketball shirt at the tournament. Uh, I wouldn't read too much into that, but I did interview him. And he said Nebraska is still very much in the conversation for his recruitment. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see just how much they are in it, but at least the door doesn't appear to be completely slammed on that, uh, you know, despite the rumors that it is. All right, when we come back, we're going to take your questions in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.